Welcome to the Kid Men Podcast with Dr. Val and Dr. Virginia, where we talk about everything Kid Men. And pull back the curtain on some of the surprises and challenges in children's ministry that nobody prepares you for. I'm Dr. Val, and together we have over 45 years of experience in children's ministry. I'm Dr. Virginia. Valerie and I met over 10 years ago in our doctoral program at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. We are excited to share with you all the great stuff that we have picked up over the years. We want to minister to you, the children's minister. Welcome, friends. We are so excited that you chose to join us today. We have a really exciting episode for you. We are super excited about our interview with David Renault. He is a longtime children's minister, longtime children's ministry leader. Um, he also has a blog with lots of great resources and information for children's ministry leaders. Mm. And we have a great conversation today about leaving well. Whenever it's time to move on from your role or from your ministry, how do we prepare our ministry and prepare ourselves in some ways to leave well? Right. Um, you know, when it's time to transition. Right. Because we all have transitions that mm-hmm. are going to happen in our ministry, in our lives. Mm-hmm. We're going to be led to a new mm-hmm. place of service, or it might not be our choice to find a mm-hmm. new place for service. And so mm-hmm. we just never kind of know what's going to happen around the corner. And I think it's right. so important to be prepared. And that's what David's going to help us do today. And, you know, we enjoyed our conversation with David Renault so very much that we actually talked a lot longer than we expected to. <laughs> so this is part one of our conversation with David Renault. All right. We are here this morning with David Renault. We are so excited. Um, let's just start out, David. Tell us a little about yourself, where you're from, where do you serve? How did you get into kids ministry? Um, and then also a little about your blog. So just tell us a little about yourself, David. Yeah, so uh, I have been, thanks for having me on here. I'm so thankful for for being here. It's great to meet you ladies uh, uh, virtually. And uh, <laughs> I, uh, uh, I've been in ministry for 15 years. Uh, I was in children's ministry for 13 of those. Uh, I spent the last 15 months in next-gen ministry. I oversaw youth and kids as the associate pastor uh, at my last church. Uh, I have, I grew up in Georgia uh, and that's, uh, I've been all around the Southeast. I spent 10 years in Florida. I spent, uh, seven years in Alabama. Uh, mm-hmm. and so I'm back in Georgia. So I feel like I'm, feel like I'm home again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, I met my wife in college and, and so she, uh, she works for, uh, I'm with the Assemblies of God. So she works for the district and the children's ministry department there. Okay. Uh, and so we've been married for 15 years <laughs> we got, okay. we, we, I started my first job in children's ministry. Uh, in May of 2008. Uh, and then we got married in August of 2008 because I needed to get in-state tuition. And the best way to get in-state tuition <laughs> is to marry a resident. Oh, so, so romantic. So romantic. <laughs> We've been dating for two years by that point anyway. So like we were just, you know, it was, it was coming, oh, yeah. but uh, we did VBS and uh, we did VBS the week before we got married. I do not recommend. Wow. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that was an insane Kidman summer. Uh, right. I've I've had I've had other ones, but that was that's you know that's top ten right there, top five, maybe top yeah. three. Yeah, that's, that's, just, that's pretty high up there on the yeah yeah yeah. yeah. So uh, anyway, we have one son. Uh, he's eight. Uh, just started the th- just started third grade. 
uh, and uh, he's loving life and he loves video games like his dad. And so, you know, we're just, we're having a good time. So uh, with my blog, I've been writing for several years now. I started writing when I was in Montgomery. Actually, I started writing when I was in Clearwater, uh, Clearwater, Florida, um, 12 years ago. Uh, But you don't want to go back to those posts. Those are very (laughs) deep in the annals. I go back and look and I was like, oh, it's like reading old Facebook memories from like posting your status in 2008. I'm like, what was I thinking? That's the way I feel about those posts. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah. But they're there. uh, So you can get those out. And uh, and, uh, this week I just uh, launched my new website, uh, davidrenault.org. And so you have, you can have all my blog posts up there. I have resources uh, to help you lead in ministry better specifically in kid men um so you can check and you can check those out uh and and, you know just lead well because that's that's the whole that's what i'm trying to do is help other people lead well because when i first started in children's ministry i felt completely alone Mm. and and that like no one understood my plight uh and uh i I remember Mm -hmm, the there was a couple weeks in a row where uh the the adult service had gone long and, you know, the back then our services were like two hours long and then mm-hmm. it went longer. And so, okay, we played this game 10 times. And so I went to the worship pastor and be like, dude, you got to give me a heads up or tell me something like you're going to get through this. And he's like, what's your problem? And I'm like, okay, we're in the wrong <laughs> So, uh, I, I found a, I found a guy like, like y'all, he'd been in the ministry for 10 years and, uh, and he did a podcast and, and I listened to him and was like, Oh, he gets it. so, so <laughs> I really, I, I decided, okay, I'm going to start blogging to help people like me that yeah. just lost. And you've been doing this for a little bit and you just, you don't know what's going on. Oh, and yeah. so you need to talk to somebody. You need to hear somebody that understands where you are and can help you move ahead and, and make decisions. It just makes such a huge difference. I look back at those, my early years, and I just so wish that we had had those kind of resources available back then. It's one of the reasons why um, Virginia and I talked about even starting this podcast is because it was just so hard starting out Mm -hmm. and not having that support and not having, uh, you know, somebody that you could talk to and and figure things Mm -hmm. out through. And so it just makes such a huge difference. And so it's exciting that you're offering those resources for leaders. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. Thank you. Well, and our topic for this morning is kind of, I guess, on the opposite end of the spectrum of getting started. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's leaving well, because um, yeah. we were talking about this before we hit record that um, one way or another, we're all going to eventually leave the ministries that we're at, whether right. it's a move to a new ministry or the Lord calls us home. Um, right, right. One way or another, we're not going to be in our ministries forever. And so I just mm-hmm. had read several of the blogs, several of David's blogs that were just um, really great about preparing your church and preparing your ministry to leave well. And so I feel like that's one of the hardest questions that we'll grapple with in ministry is knowing when it's time to go, knowing if God's calling Mm -hmm. us somewhere else, kind of that discernment between staying and going. And so what are some of your thoughts on how we know when it's time to go or how we know if we should stay? Yeah. I just, when you're, when you like, especially like in, in my denomination in assemblies of God. And, and I think it's true in Baptist. It feels like you're called to a place. There's this mm-hmm. lot of this conversations yeah. about being called and like, this is in the place that God has for you to be. Mm-hmm. And so when you start getting that discomfort, that pull, that 
discontent with where you are, you start questioning, like, sometimes you can even start questioning your faith. Like, it's, you know, like, yeah. should I be doing just, this at all? Right, yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. You know. is, is it, yeah. And, and so you, you start like, okay, God, is this really where you want me to go? And so really you have to like bathe it in prayer. Uh, when, Amen. when I left my, my first church in Clearwater, uh, I prayed, I felt like the Lord told me, okay, it's time for you to start looking. Mm -hmm. And we had had conversation, me and the Lord had had conversations as a light term. There was pretty heated arguments about me going because of <laughs> stuff going on. Uh, and, but, you know, I ultimately decided, okay, he wants me to stay for, for this, for this time. And then when I got the message from him saying, okay, it's time for you to go. I was like, nah, <laughs> and so i i sat on it for a month yeah uh, right. and just just prayed about it i didn't even tell my mm -hmm. wife about it i was like mm -hmm. i'm not I'm, you're like is this really and then when i came to her <clears throat> that was in june at the beginning of july i told her what was going on and and she's like okay yeah let's do it so uh a lot of times that's that's where the movement is but a lot of times people i was talking to a guy just this week, he was, he was a kids pastor with me in Florida and he left the ministry, uh, mm -hmm. because he got burned out. Like he yeah. just, he just wore himself out because what can happen in ministry is that we, uh, I like what Carrie Newhoff, Newhoff says is that it's not, we love Carrie Newhoff. We do. <laughs> we do. <Yeah. laughs> he said, uh, he, he said, he says, what it would talk about burnout. He says, it's not that you need a break from your pace. You need from your unsustainable pace. You need you. Uh, it's not like you need a break. You need to actually make your pace sustainable. And so, uh, right. so many times in ministry, we can get so burnt out. We can keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And especially, I see this a lot of times with children's pastors coming out of the education world mm -hmm. and then coming into ministry because they run it like they do education, where it's a full-on sprint until Christmas break and right. then to spring break and then to, and then to mm -hmm. a summer break. But ministry doesn't work like that. You don't, right? you don't have is, a break. Yeah, it's a, yeah. I'm a runner. And so I think about it. It's not, I'm not doing interval training where I'm like taking breaks. I'm doing long distance stuff. And when right, I do long right. distance stuff, it's consistent, but it's slower. You got to so pace just, yourself. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And there's sometimes like I was running this morning where I went up this gigantic, massive hill. I literally felt like I needed to crawl up the hill. When I got up <laughs> to the top, I just hit pause and I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, it was awful. But there's sometimes where like when you feel like you're being burnt out that like mm -hmm. you need to just hit pause and then yeah. you need to rework and you need to reevaluate and determine, okay, is this, is, is this me leaving? Like, do I need to leave this place? Right. Or, mm -hmm. or is this maybe I just need to change my responsibilities. I need to give some things away. I've taken on too many things. Uh, you know, I need to, I need to start saying no. And then, the, mm -hmm. then you can get through, you can stay in your place where you are. Uh, another reason why you may, may come in there is that you've kind of reached your lid that, you know, you're growing as a leader. You're growing as a staff, as a staff person, you're growing as a Christian. And there's sometimes, and, and this gets, it gets tricky, but the, the, you know, there's sometimes where like the church is not going where you're going. And, mm -hmm. and so like, you've kind of like, okay, I've kind of, I can't, push anymore. I describe it like I felt this way at one of my churches when I left that I felt like I was spinning my tires. Mm -hmm. I was doing everything I could 
to get this ministry going, to get the leadership rolling, to, to get, and it just, mm -hmm. nothing was getting traction. Yeah. Uh, and, the, and the confirmation of that was, is that when I went to my next church, I took all of those systems and all those things that I had developed, I transplanted them to a different church in a different state, a different context. And we just took off like a rocket. Right. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and I had just, that's, and, but trying to, there's pride in there and there's yeah. ego in that and uh, and that and uh, that is when I made that transition, there was pride and there was ego as a part of that. And part of me being at that next church was a humbling experience for me. So, um, uh, you know, the but the that that's still kind of you know sometimes you you reach your lid right. uh, of well, where, where you're going. And I think it's amazing too because you would think that when a church comes together to do something, they'll have this vision and they'll want to move forward. Like I've talked to a lot mm. of children's ministers where the church is saying, we want to grow. We want the new building. We want, we want to do families. this. We want to, yeah, we want the young mm -hmm. families we want to do. And then when you start to lead them in that way, right. you realize, oh, they don't really want to change. They think it no. sounds really good to say it, mm -hmm. but there, so there comes a point where you have to really look realistically, not just at yourself, but at your ministry and say, yeah. are, the, uh, you know, is this family mm -hmm. really wanting to, to move forward in the way that they're saying, or is this, mm -hmm. you know, and I, and so I think that that's an important thing for yeah. us to think about when we're looking at the situation. People love change until it affects them. Right. When yeah. it affects them, then they're like, this is not what I signed up for. <laughs> this is insane. <laughs> and so you just gotta, <laughs> You know, there's sometimes yeah. you just got to keep pushing forward. And, right. and there's sometimes where people are going to go with you. And there's sometimes they're going to say, no, I'm out. I'm, right. I'm not going right. to go oh, anywhere. Yeah. So uh, there's other times where like you feel like you have accomplished your mission. Mm -hmm. Like you've been there. Yeah. God has called you to a place and to accomplish these things. Mm -hmm. And then you've done those things. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I think I'm done. Like, yeah. like you kind of, it's not even like a loss <clears throat> of passion. Like you still love right. kids. Mm -hmm. You still love what you're doing, but you're just kind of like, you know, you're just doing right. the thing to, right. you know, to go back to the tire thing. It's like, you got a flat tire, clunk, clunk. You're just doing the clunk, clunk. You're just doing the same thing over and over again. And it's like, okay, maybe, maybe we've done everything. Maybe, maybe we need a new challenge. And so when you're mm -hmm. thinking about like, should I stay or should I go? Maybe you are looking for a new challenge. Maybe it's time for you to step out of children's ministry. Maybe it's time for you to take on something else, uh, or maybe that's you leaving your role. Uh, and then ultimately like there is a value in staying. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, when I first did this, this blog post that we're talking about ministry training, the guy was like, dude, you've been in ministry for 15 years. You've been at 14 churches. I mean, not 14 <laughs> churches, four churches, 14 would be insane. Uh, you've been at, <laughs> That'd be too much. You've been in ministry for 15 years. You've been at four churches. That's yeah. just not a long time. You, you can't, you, like you weren't in any one place really long. And, and we had a right. little bit of conversation about it. And, and, and as a person who has changed churches so often, mm -hmm. there is, there is a longing and a loss there of mm -hmm. seeing kids who were in my first ministry and even in my second ministry who are grown yeah. and now have kids. Yeah. And I wasn't part of their lives for that. And yeah. I'm not a part of their lives. Like I see it on Facebook and I see it right. on Instagram and I can, I can see it and I can cheer them on and like, Oh yeah. Hey, this is the kid's pastor over there. Um, and, and, but you know, it's just, 
you miss that part. And there's other people like Brian Dollar, who's been in ministry mm -hmm. in kids ministry for like over 20 years. Right. He calls himself the slam paw because he's got kids in his ministry <laughs> that their that their parents were in his ministry. Yeah. Right. And there's yeah. there's just a beauty to that. Uh, but I also when I think about it, there I, I think for for two of us, there's there's kind of like two types of ministers. There's Peter who never left Israel. He mm -hmm. was, he was between Galilee and he was in Jerusalem and he kind of, you know, sometimes he went over to Capernaum, you know, he was, he was in that same area his whole life. He didn't wow. really travel, but then there was Paul who mm -hmm. traveled around, who yeah. went around you like, he spent two years here. He spent three years over there. You know, he was always moving around. And so there's sometimes in our ministry where, we can be Peter and there's sometimes our ministry would be Paul or we can right. be some, you know, when we look back on the story of our lives, it's going to, it could be a, a mixture of the two. Right. It's just, it's different for every person. And, and it really depends on you just following the will of God and right. where he's leading you. Right. And right. I think that that's, I don't think that we can diminish either one. It's, and I think sometimes people will feel like, oh, well, I, you know, there's people that have been there forever and I haven't been, but it's like you said, I think God gives us different seasons in our lives and some mm -hmm. are longer than others. And mm -hmm. it's so hard because with children's ministry, I believe there's just so much emotion built into what we do as well, because we start to care for the kids and the family right. so much. And so it's different from a job where you might work in an office with a few people that you get to know, you know, you're, you're mm -hmm. meeting hundreds of people and families and you're becoming involved mm -hmm. in their lives. And it, it changes the way you look at. And we're there for families, some of their most like significant moments in their right. life, the birth oh, of yeah. their children, yeah. the, mm -hmm. you yes, know, whenever children choose to follow yeah. Christ, yeah, mm -hmm. death of grandparents. Yeah. And so we walk alongside them in these like tremendous milestones in life. Right. And so yeah. we do get really invested in a way that you, that you don't in necessarily in other places. So Yeah. There was a family when I was in Montgomery, that was where I was the longest. I was there for seven years mm -hmm. and one of the matriarchs of the family passed away and she spent mm. a year she spent a week in the hospital and um all the other pastors it was all the other pastors went on a mission trip and i was the only one on call the you know the kids pastor but most <laughs> of the family worked in children's yeah. ministry so yeah. like i had relationships with them and yeah. i had been there for like seven years at that point right. and so i was like in the room when they were making the decision to pull the plug oh, but that wow. was yeah. only because of the relationship that i had built with this entire family right. and you mm -hmm. only get there when you've been there that long, when you've, right. when you've, you get to be there for their darkest moments and, mm -hmm. and, and like being able to like speak at their funeral and, mm -hmm. and be there after and talk with them and, and mm -hmm. be the comfort person. And, you know, I'm, it, they were an African-American family and I am white as white can be, but you know, it was, it was like, it, it, it didn't matter because right. I was there and they right. appreciated me being there for them in that time. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think that makes, that makes it even more difficult to make these decisions when you feel like it's yes. time to move when yeah. God is moving. You. You're like, I've invested so much. Yeah. 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 There was, there was yeah. definitely, especially when I, when I decided like it was time to like leave children's ministry, mm -hmm. there was a morning that happened right of of like there was this song jesus you're my superhero i think i think uh hillsong kids did it years ago I, yeah i remember um, that one you know this song yeah. yeah so i sang that like all throughout my ministry and then i remember my son had just gotten old enough to be in kids ministry and then he's at home singing that song and mm -hmm. like just thinking about all the, i'm getting choked up just think about think about all those kids 
who mm -hmm. I taught that Jesus is my superhero and singing those songs. And then here is my four-year-old son doing the same moves, singing the same song and thinking like, this is the last time. Yeah. This is going to be it. And, and that's, you know, when you leave, it's, it's a morning because it's a breaking of a relationship. It's a breaking of whether you leave the ministry as a whole, you leave children's ministry or you just leave the church. Mm -hmm. it's, it, there's a mourning process that needs to happen for you yeah. and for the people right. of, of like, because this relationship is no longer going to, going to continue in the way it has. Right. And you need to allow yourself time to grieve for that. A lot of times we, we think, oh, we need to push on and, and, and move forward and head to the next thing, which we do. No. But I think that we need to allow ourselves the yeah. grace to grieve when we go through that. Yeah. I, I think it's a horrible idea. Like when you leave a church to go start at the next church the following Sunday, like you said goodbye this Sunday, yeah. and then you give yourself six days and you're at the next yeah. church. And say, no. Right. no, do not do that. Ask for some space. Yeah. Even if you can't afford it, God will bless you. It's like, yeah. take at least a month to move your family mm -hmm. and to, you know, get, get set up in the community that you're in to mourn that change. Go mm -hmm. visit other churches in the area. Go visit. Like I, I went and visited Andy Stanley church, North point church, the, in between mm -hmm. almost every transition I've been to, I went to church mm -hmm. islands a couple of times, you know, like I, that's the place I don't get to go to on Sunday. Cause I'm working. Right. So, yeah. so yeah. I get to go. So yeah. go visit those churches and, and, you know, be refreshed and be renewed yourself right. before you go start filling somebody else's cup in a new place. That's great advice. Right. So let's talk a little bit about the timing of notifying senior leadership or your personnel yeah. committee or whoever it is about leaving because there, I, I think we have this desire that we want to give people notice to be able to prepare, but then also sometimes that can backfire. And so yeah. let's talk yeah. a little bit about some of these considerations with the timing of notifying your church that you're leaving. Yeah. So there's, there's two considerations here. And, and the first one is the senior pastor determines your pace. You mm -hmm. cannot, mm -hmm. do not usurp them because they are the one, they were there most likely, they were there before you mm -hmm. and they most likely will be there after you. And so they got to deal with the mess right. of, of you mm -hmm. leaving. So you need to go at the pace in which they want you to go. Uh, and, and sometimes that's faster than you want. And sometimes that's slower than you want, yeah. but you gotta be, you have to work with them because right. you are there, you are, they, you are at their privilege mm -hmm. or, or, you know, that they are the ones who are allowing you to stay mm -hmm. and, and be at those places. So the other consideration is go ahead and have this conversation now, whether mm -hmm. you thinking about leaving or, or not like it's, you know, you're going to be there for the rest of your life. Go ahead and have this conversation. Talk about somebody else that recently left a church mm -hmm. Talk, and just bring it up in conversation and then right. ask your pastor, mm -hmm. what do they want? Which would they rather do? Would they mm -hmm. rather to be told, hey, uh, told like I'm leaving tomorrow, like mm -hmm. I found a new job and I'm going? Or do you want to be told months and weeks in advance, I'm thinking about leaving? Which one do you want? Because I've heard the horror stories of like going into the pastor and it's like, hey, I'm thinking about leaving. And I said, well, if you're thinking about leaving, go ahead. Go right. ahead and clean out yeah. your desk. You're yeah. done. We'll see yeah. you later. Mm -hmm. And that's yeah. that's that's the fear that we have. So oh, just yeah. go ahead and go ahead and have that conversation head on, make it low stakes. Like I said, talk about somebody else who recently left. Uh talk about talk about your predecessor 
and like, mm -hmm. you know, just bring up like, hey, this other person that was there, how did they leave? And how do you feel mm -hmm. about that? And, you know, mm -hmm. just have those because they're the way they reacted in those in those past times will help you make your decision, will, will help inform right. you when you make when you tell them what's going on. Right, right. Maybe we listen to the same episode of the Carrie Newhoff podcast because there was yeah. one episode where he, I can't even remember who he was interviewing, but mm -hmm. whoever it was said that it was like on their first day, they went in and asked senior leadership just exactly what you're saying. Like, okay, mm -hmm. obviously I just got here, not going anywhere. Yeah. But right. whenever that time comes, how do you want me to handle it? And I was right. like, oh, that's phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it's, it really is true because I've had, obviously I've, I've been in ministry for a very long time and, and have made lots of different transitions over the years. And I've had that mm -hmm. exact same thing happen where I've had a pastor say, we understand we're going to work with you. Please don't tell anyone though, until mm -hmm. we're ready to make the announcement. So I've had to go yeah. a week or two without being able to tell anybody we were actually moving because, mm -hmm. you know, that the pastor wanted to wait until he felt like he had everything ready before he told. Mm, and then right. I've also had the pastor who have said, well, if you're leaving, then let's go clean out your office today and we'll, yeah. you know, we'll head out with you. So it's that, you know, like, yeah, uh, you know, it's, it really, and I think a lot of it is their emotion too and how they handle mm -hmm. things and how well they're handling it, but you have to sort of be prepared for either one. You might be walking right. out yeah. that day. You might have to keep everything quiet for a while, but you do have to just follow the lead of the senior pastor. That's the important thing. Right. Yeah. So they're the, they're, after you've had that conversation, let's, let's say that they are amenable to the person leaving and they want to help you move on to that. Because that's in my, in my case, that every church I've been to, that has been the case mm -hmm. where the, the pastor and, and like, it's, it's taken me over a year to find the next place because of different, mm -hmm. different things. And the pastor was working with me, um, you know, helping me, giving me guidance as, as we walk, walk through those times. Um, when, when you're having, when you are in that in-between space, it mm -hmm. is imperative that you keep your level of work up. Right. right? Because, because right. what you don't want to do is that just because you're looking that you're checking out. Right. Because, because how you leave determines your legacy. And if you if you start checking out, if you quit doing stuff, right. if you just start going through the motions, that is the way people are going to remember you. Right. And you mm -hmm. don't want them to do that. The, like the church that I said where I looked for over a year, um, just because of the, the, I'll talk more about this in a second, but just because the way it went is like, we made the announcement on Sunday and then I was, I, we did the party the following Sunday and the Sunday after that I was gone. Right. You know, right. it was, it was like a two week time to prep the church for it. Um, but the, like I had been looking for over a year and no one knew, right. no one had any idea because yeah. I kept that level of right. work and kept yeah. pushing the ministry forward and kept like preparing things. And I, I remember there were some times I was just sitting in classes, like planning out stuff we're going to do the fall. And I was like, I don't even know if we're going to be here for that. Right. But, you know, we're still, they don't know that. And I can't right. tell them. So right. that's, that's, that's where we are. Um, so what you want to do. When you're having these, when you're having, when you're having this conversation, first person you need to talk to is you need to talk to your senior pastor mm -hmm. and determine who they want, who they want you to tell. And most likely what they're going to say is they don't want you to tell anybody. They want right. you to keep this completely in control. And so that was the way it stayed. The two of us had this conversation. We had this ongoing thing. I gave him updates as we went along, uh, as we went along and, and things, things worked as, you know, just as we right. went along. And then 
um, as once the church, like, okay, this church looks like this, this is going to be higher. This is going to be the place to go. Uh, that was when he said, okay, what we're going to do is you can go ahead and tell your team. And I had been begging him to tell my team because like, it's getting closer and I got to get them prepared for what's coming. Right. And so I, I told my top level leaders first, uh, actually we told the staff first, mm -hmm. like he called everybody in and we announced the staff and then he told the top level leaders. Uh, and what he wanted to us to do, he wanted, he kept, he swore us all to secrecy because what he wanted to do is one, he didn't want the congregation to know because mm -hmm. once the congregation knows you're a lame duck and yeah. you can't, you can't do anything. Yeah. Uh, and two, he wanted to let the board know. He wanted to let them know because he is accountable to the board and mm -hmm. one of his employees are leaving. And, yeah. you know, and so mm -hmm. the, he wanted to let the board know. And that was part of the reason why my timeline was so shortened because he mm -hmm. left for vacation the day I accepted the job. And so I had to wait for the three weeks for him to come back to go tell the board in person. And right. so, so even for me, right. like I was checking out in like, you know, a month for yeah. every, the way the church felt, it was like a week. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. So, and those transitions can be so tricky because you have people that you are really close to that you want to tell that you can't. Right. And right. so you're, you're, you know, that there's that risk of them finding out, which I've had that yeah. happen before where people's oh. feelings were hurt. And I was like, I'm so yeah. sorry, but I, I, I couldn't say, right. I, you know, I couldn't talk about it yet. And also there's little things like, you know, if you have to put your house up for sale or if you, ah. uh, or if the church that you're going to is wanting to promote you coming. So, you, right. you know, it's, it's all of those little things that you have to make sure the timing just right. fits right. And it can right. be a challenge. It can be. And so what you, what the way I think about it is that it's, you are working in concentric circles. It starts with just two, you and your spouse. And then you throw in a third person of now you've thrown in your senior pastor. Right. Okay. Now, and then you go staff, that's a little bit bigger. And then you go your top leaders, not your whole team, your mm -hmm. top leaders. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then after you tell your top leaders, then you tell your volunteer team. Mm. Okay. And then after you tell your volunteer team, then you tell your kids and or the congregation. And so mm -hmm. for me, the way it worked is that I told the, we told the board and we told the board and we told the staff, we told my top team, they knew weeks or uh, about a month in advance about here's, mm -hmm. here's what's coming. Yeah. I then, uh, I then clued in my entire volunteer team the Sunday morning before the announcement in our pre-service mm -hmm. meeting, that's when I told my volunteer team, this, mm -hmm. this is what's going on because they, you know, now there's like four, instead of being 10 people in the loop, now there's 50 right. and it's hard for them to keep <laughs> a thing. And they're going to be emotional. Cause like yeah. I've been there for a while. So right. they're like, Oh my gosh, he's leaving. And yeah. so I told, I told them that, that what was, what was going on. And then I announced it to, and then we went and did service, did the service normally. And then at the end of the service, I told the kids what, what was happening mm -hmm. at the same time, the pastor was making the announcement in the sanctuary. And there are some times where I've gone over and had the opportunity to like be there for the announcement. Uh, you know, my, my last Sunday there, I actually did a baptism. And so it was nice to baptize yeah. a few kids yeah. on the same day they announced it. So like I'm in the baptismal when the pastor's telling everybody yeah. that I'm leaving. Yeah. Uh, and so that was, that was special uh, to do that. But you know, that was all, so it's concentric circles. And every time the circle gets bigger, the distance between those circles gets smaller because mm -hmm. the, 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 of the time dilation between uh, mm -hmm. who knows, who knows what's in there. And so that, yeah. and then once you've told the whole congregation, 
that's when the church, the other new church you're going to, that's when they can announce. And right, that's when right. you can po- do your social media post that gets 500 likes on it. Right. That's when, yeah, that's when that's you, you, you got to clue everybody in. in. Because yeah. what's you're going to be tempted to just announce it because like, hey, you just, this could be like a step up for you. This is a new place. You're all excited about this new journey, but you have to honor the relationships in there. Mm -hmm. And I I like the way that Lisa Turkurs talks about it when she's talking about boundaries Mm -hmm. uh, and people who have access to you, the -hmm. people who have that top 10 level access to you, they get to know first. Okay. The congregation member that you talk to just like saying, Hey, when they're making the coffee before the service, they don't get to find out about what's going on. They find out with everybody else. But that leader who's been right there beside you working the late nights as you're painting the final VBS decorations, you need to tell them personally, that needs to have a personal conversation. There needs to be tears and there needs to be hugs Mm -hmm. and just let all of those emotions happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amen. All right, friends, thank you so much for joining us today. We hope that you enjoyed this conversation with David as much as we did. We mentioned earlier that this is just part one. So look forward next week for part two of our conversation with David. And we just hope that you will um, do all the things for us on the socials that you will like and subscribe. You'll Mm -hmm. check us out on Spotify or Podbean or Apple Podcasts or YouTube. Um, check out our Pinterest and our Instagram, as well as um, looking at our new blog that we yeah. have. So we just appreciate all your support and all your encouragement and everything you do. And we look forward to talking to you again soon. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.